Welcome to Mimi. I'm Mel. I created Mimi as a safe space for creativity, a place for creatives to come together, get inspired, and find help through accessible coaching, free resources, and fun workshops and masterclasses on everything from branding, surface design, illustration, and more. The Mimi podcast is basically a really good excuse for me to chat with amazing people, from illustrators and designers to photographers, makers, and more. In today's episode, you'll meet the lovely Madeleine, also known as Poppy Magda, an illustrator from France whose work is in part inspired by culture, women and fashion. We talked about her experience as a freelance illustrator, from a dislike of sketches to a love of digital collage. We also chatted about how starting her career with an agent shaped her work and helped her gain confidence as an illustrator in a pretty ruthless industry. I hope you'll love our conversation and find some nuggets of inspiration in there. Enjoy! Good, and you? Yeah, really good. I'm excited to see you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I like to start at the very beginning. And mm -hmm. I found that, so you were born in Senegal, but you grew up in Perpignan, which is in the south of France. Um, so can you tell me a bit about growing up there? How was it? Uh, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> the south of France, you know, it's uh, the Mediterranean uh, way of life. So it's always sunny. Uh, my house, uh, I had a house, you know, in a place near, uh, you have the sea at 10 minutes driving and you also have the mountains uh, at one hour driving. So, you know, you are in between uh, both area and it's nice. I like the South. I think if I have to choose a place uh, to, to end up my life, it would be a sunny place for sure. <laughs> How was your family? Do you have siblings? Like, was your family really creative? Yes. So, like you said, I was born in Senegal, so I've been adopted at the age of three. I arrived in a family uh, of two kids already there. So I have a little brother and uh, I had a big sister. Uh, and I was the middle one in age. I don't know. It was uh, sometimes <laughs> we fight, sometimes we play together. Uh, sometimes we, we did many activities. Both of my parents work in a divertissement. Entertainment? Not really entertainment, no. but, um, uh, you know, my, my father built a park attraction park so we've been you know involved in this kind of uh, energy and activity all the time and my mom uh, was a president of um, in France we said SPR you know the the place for animals that must have been such a, a cool environment to to get brought up in especially the uh, attraction park it was very sportive you know it was the the one where you have a uh, you have to climb uh, from tree to tree oh and yeah yeah, yeah. Doing, uh, oh that's fun So then, what kind of kid were you? Were you like the sporty, active, always like climbing up trees or were you more introspective uh, and drawing and already? I was the introvert one. So I need to take my time. I wasn't someone uh, take risk when I was a kid. Uh, I was very observing. I like spend time alone also, you know, in my room, listening to music, drawing, do my own thing <laughs> without anyone <laughs> annoying me, you know. So I was, I was the, the introvert. 
that side. And my, my brother was the opposite. It's often like that, like with siblings, you always get, they're always so different. I was very quiet and I needed to take my time. I was observing all the time and then I would take decision after, you know, after a while. I wasn't the chatty one all the time, but um, I was also, you know, super tidy mm-hmm. and big with the thing I wanted to have and do, you know. So I was the maybe the, the more annoying one in this way. Are you, how are you with the blank page then? I know it's more of a, an arty question, but do you like it? Starting from scratch with like a clean slate? It depends. I like it if I choose it. Okay. <laughs> if something uh, you, you, you ask me to do, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it can be challenging. So it depends on the project. I can like it and sometimes I will not because it's in contrainte. Um, Which... Um... Oh, whenever if you say the word in French, then I would be like, <laughs> "Sorry, what is it? I can't." It's okay. It's okay. Obviously, I get it, but um, it's okay. It's yeah. It's, it's just. I think on, you can say constraint. Screen? Yeah, I think you can. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so you said you were drawing quite early on. Um, so you've always loved drawing. Were you always? quite creative yes um i have a, a, a remember when i was a kid uh you know you have the college and before college you have a preschool mm-hmm. that, um and we had a, a poetry to learn and next to poetry we we always have a blank page where to draw something uh, about the, the poem we learn and i remember one of my teachers complimenting me being super happy and and saying like is it your drawing did you do that like I was like yes someone help you no no one helped me and it was my first uh remember you know being happy about something I've done by myself for myself you know um and from that I was like okay I think I like drawing that's so interesting and I think it's oh it's funny that she reacted like this is the power of creating images like it really impacts people mm. um the fact that she was like did you what like as if you couldn't possibly have done it and yeah because I was I don't know I don't know why but I want to see that drawing now you um, I don't have it <laughs> anymore <laughs> didn't, you, can, didn't your parents I, keep everything uh I think my mom used to keep uh you know the the gift uh for yeah. mothers but I don't think she kept uh all the drawing I made and, and the first one how how did you go from loving drawing to thinking maybe I can go towards the arts because I know you didn't study illustration you studied no. design but still how did you go how did you go about it first of all in high school I took uh, you know you, you have you can choose option next to your class and I choose art and I also choose um, uh, cinema classes and this I think this leads me to this because I used to draw all the time and always but um, at school you know I wasn't the, the one good at math or good at literature or you know the, the classic matière. Uh, <laughs> just subjects I guess Yes, uh, and uh, so I choose a, a school where you have this option. It was it, it was important for me, and from from these classes, uh, I discovered the design. I didn't have any drawing classes. It was more uh, you know studying history of art mm-hmm. or history of cinema, watching movies, etc. And one day we went to a festival of uh, design and images, and I discovered you know the school Goblin, and from that. 
that day, I was like, okay, <laughs> I love what I, uh, what I see and I want to do this uh, or I want to learn this and be better at, at drawing and, and uh, also uh, telling stories. So I think the beginning of my desire to work in design and illustration was there. So it came from film and storytelling yeah. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I always love watching, you know, uh, cartoon and movies. Yeah. And I still love <laughs> so it's, I don't know, it's my inspiration come from there, I think. Oh, that's so good. So then you studied in Arles, right? Which is also in the south of France. It's probably mm -hmm. not far from Perpignan. I've never been to Arles. I know there's, there's a big it's, festival there, right? Yes, you have the photography festival. Yeah, that's the one. Every year. It's also very, uh, you have a lot of culture and event, uh, event uh, in Arles. Uh, so they, they set the school there. But uh, the school I did, you know, they have three different uh, schools. You have one in India, one in the north, in Valenciennes, and uh, the last one was in Arles. And uh, because I was coming from the south, I chose this school. And it's three hours uh, driving from uh, Berkeley. Okay. Mm, so it wasn't just next door. But um, that's on school. So you did that for a few years. And then, because I think I read that you, you got a commission from, I know that's probably later on, but I'm interested in how you went from studying design to illustration, because that's what you're doing mainly now. This, uh, this course was in five years and you have two years uh, learning classic, uh, you know, art. So we have uh, modeling, we had acting, we also had uh, traditional drawing for two years and then uh, you have three years of master degree and during these three years you learn the 3D animation and, and the design so there is this two first year set you into um, illustration I mean classic 2D illustration so from that I keep drawing for myself um, and after my diploma uh, uh, during my spare time and also because I was only doing an internship It wasn't really <laughs> sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not great experience, but it's still yeah. something we have to do before finding a real job. But uh, during these times, uh, I thought maybe I should have a blog mm -hmm. to put my journey. And that's what I did because I needed to have feedback on what I was doing because I was enjoying myself, but I didn't know if it has value or if I needed to have feedback. So I did this blog. And from this, uh, I get my first commission. Someone saw my, my work and she asked, uh, do you work? Uh, would you like to work for a magazine? I have a job maybe for you, etc." So that's I never amazing. really work in the, in the freelance industry. I just did uh, many internships. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I had, I have this opportunity to work and I took it straight away because you said you got so you got an agent straight away after that didn't you she helped me after this job she asked me uh, if I was doing this uh, professionally and if I would like to and she helped me uh, finding not finding an agent but she she gave me contact And she said, now you can uh, write them, uh, show, show your, your portfolio and try to, to start uh, with one of them. So I did that for a whole summer. So I sent a lot of emails. Uh, it was long and few, I, I remember, I think three, three people replied to me uh, in a positive way. And then we chat, we had a Skype, etc. That's really cool. I feel like... It was a different time. I mean, obviously, I'm not taking away from your talent and 
how good your work is it's just I've been talking to a lot of illustrators and I feel like it wouldn't happen nowadays like people trying to get agents it's like nobody is getting answers so oh I mean I don't know maybe it's always a mix isn't it of like being talented and being a bit lucky that someone is going to see your your stuff at the right time as well right and be you know uh insistent mm -hmm. yeah like relentless yeah. or yeah and they don't, they, don't, they don't reply the first time you mm. have to you know to to hang in yeah. <laughs> and smile again and again until you get at least one one reply even if it's a no you know they have your name uh, they have your contact and uh, how did it shape the beginning of your career then having an agent so early on honestly I think it was nice because you know when you begin you don't know anything you don't know your value you don't know how to set a price so it it gave me some structure you know to start um, and I learned my job by by this way actually and today I am more uh, you know Uh, structured I know I know how to start a project I know how to uh, explain uh, also my vision it helps me to, to learn that um, so at the very beginning if I if I had to start by myself finding the job I had at the very beginning I don't know if I if I would have the the same um, journey <laughs> mm. and you mentioned as well that um, that agent really helped you figure out your positioning right and what you wanted to do and my style also yes because I was um, I like a lot of things I watch a lot of things so I, she helped me you know focus on what matter to me what I would like to say uh, and to find my style because I was influenced by different uh, creative illustrator you know before I start uh, I used to collect images and and dream about other artists like I remember I don't know if you know Conrad Rosé Essa Roy Elodie aujourd'hui and these people I was like, oh, I want to do this and also this. And I also like uh, what Margot Mota is doing, Penelope Badger is doing. So it's very eclectic and I, I needed to find my own voice and my own um signature so she helped me do that we I think it took a few months but she gave me a fake commission you know with a brief and everything and and I had to to draw from that <laughs> after a few of them she said okay I think you're good and and I had a few first uh, job That's not amazing. really amazing yeah. job but yeah <laughs> it's amazing though that she did that and I feel like that's what a lot of young illustrators need to have like feedback and find a way to focus Focus because I think that's what I hear the most is, oh, I love so many different things. I want to do this and this and that. And and then I feel like I'm all over the place. And, and yeah, it is hard to be focused on a few, because I think you can have a few different things, you know, within your style, but you still need to, yeah, you need to make choices on, you know, maybe what medium you're using, what subject you're, like all the things that you want to choose, basically. What I really love in your work is, I mean, I love your colors and I love the style and all of it and obviously it's a lot of it is about women which I obviously love as well I mean who wouldn't <laughs> love women they're beautiful and I love how you're kind of integrating culture and women and fashion there's so many things in your work that feel very current and really modern which I love can you tell us a little bit about what really inspires you and where you go when you know in your head when you want to create a new piece when Marie-Christina helped me to build my portfolio and etc I was so 
super scared uh, about, you know, being perfect in what I was doing and in my drawing. And I know that from the school and from always, I had struggled with perspective. So when I learned 3D animation, I choose to be a render artist and the render artist is working on colors, texture, and he has to pick influences and, and references. It's, it's like a stylist job, you know, uh, when you have to pick materials, colors, textures. So I took inspiration from that to compensate mm -hmm. this lack of uh, techniques I had. So it's more about using my creativity than having a really strong technique at drawing. So my work is based on... Uh, collage you know I take uh, images that inspires me and also with the fashion I learned to work with mood boards so it's a mix of both techniques I have my mood board that sets the atmosphere the colors the vibes and everything I, I want to input in my composition and on the other end I have um, picked different elements accessories something from nature you know different elements and then I do my collage and then I draw on top of that it's pretty cool I like that process it's, it's tricky yeah. But it's 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 yes. I, I always did this way. Uh, people ask me if I if I do a sketch. You know, when we have a brief, the client always asks yeah. for a sketch when you start. And me, it's always coming uh, in colors, and you always, you already have the shape and the, the environment, etc. And then if if it works, I can go further. You know, and work on uh, details, add more uh, I don't know gradient anything on my on my on my sketch. <laughs> That's interesting because I remember when. And first started having more illustration um, clients because I was doing more graphic design before um, and they started asking for sketches I'd, I was like oh uh, I don't know because I'm the same I like I think in color and I like working with color straight away because it's got such an it's important I mean I think most illustrators love color and they work with it but I feel like it's a real training to do sketches before illustrations and now I love it because I've been forced to do it but I feel like it's almost two different um things so sometimes I'll be doing a sketch and I'll be like actually that looks pretty cool as it is just black and white and I'm like oh yeah. now I need to put color but then it's going to change everything so it's it's really interesting and for your work I can see how you wouldn't get the final feeling of the illustration just with black and white lines it's interesting isn't it yes and for me it's more handy um i don't know maybe it's because i, I am more visual i build something i envision first and when you sketch you search more for your shape for everything you know and with my technique i already have the element and the thing is going faster you can build faster the vision but for clients you know i used to give them three or four sketches my own way you know because they need to have different uh, direction and to set their mind so I'm not coming with only one thing um, and that's cool because my this technique allowed me to be fast so I can work on three or four ideas. I, I'm very fascinated by um, most of uh, illustrators I see on, on, on social media they, they start by uh, a lineup a sketch and then they do the colors and mm -hmm. it's not really far from from the lineup you know it's pretty clean I can't do that I would love to do it but I can't it would be challenging for me if someone asked me this and it would take maybe forever 
exactly. Mm, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I think most illustrators have two sketches. I mean, two sketches. I mean, they're still first sketch that you do in a notebook on a piece of paper that looks like nothing. It's like three squiggle lines with two words that you can't read. And then you've got the one on your computer where you do it once, then you go over it. And then and then it gets, I mean, you would see mine and you'd be like, what the hell, Mel? That just looks like the final illustration. I'd be like, yeah, but uh, I kind of worked it really hard until I got to a perfect sketch that looks like I almost want to say let's do it in black and white and then you add color but like you said I think it's interesting that you referred to social media because you don't really know exactly what someone's <laughs> process is unless you're with them when they're creating yeah people just show pretty sketches and it's funny because you know um Clemence Gouy um mm. she's you, you know her um she shared something recently where she was saying oh I'm gonna share my horrible sketches in that reel um mm-hmm. and she was saying people have been sketch like sharing their horrible sketches but they look amazing and she genuinely shared like I mean I think they're fun but yeah like really you couldn't tell what was happening in the sketches and then she was showing the final illustration and um, it was nice seeing just someone you know putting a brain dump of like I want to do a girl on a horse going forward or you know so it's interesting but social media does give like a very skewed idea of what people's processes are yeah I think it's interesting uh, to to see see different way to achieve uh, a vision I like that I like being inspired by by that and I try to know to not compare myself too much <laughs> because sometimes it's like oh my god <laughs> it's so much better than what I can do you know uh, and you are like okay uh, I need to challenge myself more I need to do more I need to change things yeah do you have that a lot do you try to I mean do you find I yourself... try to work on this honestly because you know the in French the syndrome de l'imposteur mm-hmm. yeah the imposter syndrome yeah <laughs> yes. Because I, I don't really draw the tradition. I know how to draw. Uh, I'm thinking about the you people. Wanna, you want to you want to say yeah. it out loud. Yeah. I know how to draw. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. Sometimes it's challenging because I'm like uh, maybe I'm not a real drawer, a real illustrator, but I made my way just by being creative. <laughs> uh, I think we all feel this way, you know. And I think you, you're making me think about. I, I watched a little video you did where you said you really like Klein, you know, Yves Klein, yeah. and his work I mean I, I love him and obviously I love the the blue the famous clan blue and I was thinking you know most of his famous famous work is him putting women in blue paint and brawling on the floor in the sense that it's not always about how well you can paint something you know it's about creativity and, and art and what you have to say there's so many different styles and like I can't draw really well like if you ask me to draw a face I mean I'm gonna do two dots and a smile and I'll be like this is it but I think that's what it's about we all have ways of communicating things and you need to embrace whatever level of drawing you want you know you know what I mean like I've decided I'm never going to do super amazing precise illustrations that I sometimes see on Instagram I'm like wow I wish I could do that but then it's not me is it so I think if we all embrace our style or what we like to do then we're less likely to feel bad I guess when we're looking at other people's work yes I agree and also I think if you are consistent in the way you love doing things and the way you do things you build your own skills you know it's different from from other um, illustrator but repetition and doing 
it again and again and again. It's it's like, it's your strength <laughs> when you do yoga. Definitely. It's so interesting, that idea of style. I really, really love your work. And I wanted to know a few things because I know most of your work is digital, but mm -hmm. I have seen that you've been doing a lot of gouache. How do you feel about that? Do you like coming back to a more traditional media or are you, are you really in love with the digital part of your work? I like it. I think it's like more recreative way of working because I always did uh, when I was younger with my mom we used to go to um, wood painting class <laughs> sounds fun <laughs> yes and it was nice you know? and uh, I was doing different activities so I always have a need to have uh, something more handcrafted it helps you know to cut from headaches the no? yes, all the time <laughs> no it's <laughs> headaches but screens you know because I spend uh, a lot of hours mm. on screens my phone it's my tablet it's my laptop so it's um, it's something refreshing and it's something I like doing without pressure pressure of perfection or pressure of rendering uh, it's for myself it's not for a client it's not for any commission job so yes I like doing it and I think I will keep it forever <laughs> even if, when I even when I will be a hood lady you know I would always be crafting something I love beading I love uh, sewing so I, I also do this for myself what are you thinking of retiring I I don't think I'll ever retire. Yeah. No, no, I don't think I'm retiring. But no, know. but I mean, when you're old, when you're very old, like 80, I'm, I'll still be working. I'll still be here, annoying everyone. Me I don't too. think we're retiring. <laughs> That's the thing with freelance life. Um, can't imagine myself not doing this you know because it's so linked to our mental health I don't know about you I think for a lot of illustrators we genuinely love what we do and we kind of need it I don't know how do you feel about this is it I often say it's my happy place so it's like uh, it's, a, it's a job but it's also passion so yeah even if tomorrow there is no commission no clients no you know um, you sans enjeu you're, you're tricking me because my brain is in English <laughs> mode right now I can't I can it's without um oh what's the word um no consequent no it's not the word but i get it it's fine all our french listeners will get it but basically what you're saying is that you'll do it no matter what you love it yeah. and no one has to force me to do it you know mm. it's like sometimes it's impulsive you know i have i just start uh, uh, a frame a big canva in my flat so i put cardboard on the on the wall i have all my uh, uh, inspiration And I did my drawing and it was like I start on a Saturday afternoon and I ended uh, working until 1 a.m. on this. Like like a maniac, you know, I need to do this. I have a vision. I want to put this out. So let's start. I don't know when I will finish the piece, uh, when I will have time to work on it again. But it's there. I can see it when I work, when I hit. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I have this side project. It's my, my world. And, you know, when I, I don't know, when I want or when I'm tired of being on, uh, on screens. I have this piece. Yeah, that's such a good thing. And you mentioned as well that it's a good way for you to keep inspired in a way. I know I have that as well. You know, if you get stuck on something, it's nice to have a few things on. So it doesn't have to just be loads of client projects on, but it can just be, like you said, like this painting or, I mean, it could be anything, but I always tell people it's nice to have a few things on so you don't get stuck trying to figure something out because sometimes all you need is for your brain to not think about it. 
and not look at it and just do something. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a creative activity as well. What do you do when you need to, you know, if you're stuck on something? Stuck on a work uh, uh, I have on my table, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, because I'm a bit... You don't get stuck. You're just no, too no, good. I do, I do. But, you know, I'm stubborn. Stubborn, you know? yeah. So when I'm stuck, it's it's in my head here, you know. I can think think about it uh, at night <laughs> the time. So maybe I would start uh, writing to to put this out of my mind. And sometimes I will procrastinate also on it. I, I had a thing like this a few weeks ago with a client and a job. I was like complaining because it was the, I don't know, the third or the fourth comeback we had. And they changed mine. I was tired because it was less creative for me and um and fun at this at this point so i leave it for five days and you know we have we always have a schedule (laughs) so i i only had one day and a half to work on the modification but working with pressure of time it helps because you don't think anymore you know you don't have time you have your rendering so you do it But I think it's important to leave time for things sometimes because we, yeah, you need to leave your brain get what's happening. Like I have that a lot where I'll be like, ah, I can't do this right now. And I'll just switch to either another project or just go do something completely different. But that's what's tricky with client work is that you can't, yeah, you can't wait for weeks. But like you said, you like the pressure at the end, but you were doing it through one of your agents because you've got two agents now. Couldn't your agent, because usually I feel like what's good about agents as well is you can talk to them and say I do not like the direction this is going in but actually I'm saying that but it depends on the contract and what you've been asked to do because if it's a cover book what well, book cover then it's probably not it's not like it's a collaboration with you as you right it depends sometimes they come and say we love poppy style so okay. and they pick things from your portfolio mm-hmm. and you know the direction because they like a certain type of image and sometimes the author he know she know what she wants so they come up with a very specific brief like uh, we want someone like this sitting like this holding your hand uh, this on the background etc etc so you you just have to draw this Basically, it depends, but it's the kind of projects where I, I personally would be like, oh, I'm not really interested if they're not asking for input or creative input. Because I think we're not just like drawing machines like we're talking about. I mean, you, you're a better drawing machine than I am for sure, unless they just want a, a smiley face. But um, yeah, it's a shame, I think, when clients come to illustrators or designers or, you know, any creative person and just kind of say, do this instead of having a conversation and maybe asking for their input and being like, what do you, do you, I've heard, you know, I've got this idea. Do you think that would work? And it's nice when they actually ask us, you know, what do you think? And do you have ideas? And then you can feel a bit more attached to the project as well. I have both. It's not always like do this uh, and shut up. Mm, yeah. uh, sometimes it's like okay, we we would like to 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 see what she come up with. So we don't give too much details, and uh, we trust the style. We like the vibes. Uh, we have what we've seen on the portfolio. So and sometimes it's 
for me, it's great when it's like this. I have another one on my table right now. I have three of them. So the one I, I just told you. And the other one is the opposite. Uh, they like all the por- the portraits on my portfolio. And maybe it's my comfort zone. So yeah, maybe it's the reason why it was more fun for me. But uh, I come up with two portraits and they were like, okay, we love it. We, we are going to show it to the author. They didn't expect like having something almost because I think I will have modification, but almost close to to what they like (laughs) so sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's not that's the beauty of our job the jobs that you think are going to be really easy and nice sometimes turn nightmarish and you don't know what (laughs) happened i had something recently as well that got cancelled i mean recently a few months ago i was so (laughs) upset i think i talked about it on instagram and see i'm still reeling from it still talking about it i can't get over it (laughs) and it it got cancelled and it wasn't my fault it was nothing to do with me or the artwork or anything it was just things in between two brands that i was doing the collaboration with and um what I was meant to say instead of ranting about this again is that there was a point in the creative process where they were what they were choosing and what they were asking was always a bit off but what was nice is because they wanted my name and like a real collaboration between us I could be like no 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 guys no 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 this is this is not happening I think we should do this and and they were good in the end before they cancelled everything and yeah it's so interesting how some clients really understand illustrators some others don't really care like you said but I'm glad you've got really good like a good diversity of projects going on and you know getting a reality check with that annoying one and then you've got lovely ones I don't know if it's my strength or the opposite but yes my portfolio is so 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 eclectic I have different things and no one can put me in the in the box maybe just for the portrait because I have a lot of portraits so some people can't see me on projects such as you know packaging or things like this because I, or, or even patterns because they don't see much of this in my portfolio but still yes if you look at all the projects I had it's super eclectic it's not uh, just one type of, of work <laughs> mm, that's really good oh hello there's a, a cat has entered the, the conversation is yeah. really sweet it was missing out um, yeah that's a good segue though into living in Lyon with your cat how mm. is it how is life life in Lyon is um it's cool it's a nice city um you have a lot of things to do the weather is kind of uh in between you know south because summer is super hot and also it made me think of Paris a bit and the energy here I like it because it's I think it's a young city there's a lot of events uh in music in art and it's the place to be for good food also like restaurants uh it's one of the best city in France for for good food that's good to know I didn't know that ah, yes then you have a lot of great chefs yeah, yeah. that's good Michelin star etc mm, wow fancy fancy French food then that's cool so you work from home right yes in a co-worker co-working place but it didn't fit for me so I'm back home now yeah I think it doesn't necessarily work for everybody to work in there some people think they need it and then they try it and they're like no actually I like working on my own. (laughs) It is nice to have your own little rhythm. Yes. But sometimes, you know, when you work from home, you need to put some rules and partition both your life and your home. Yeah. <laughs> because it's sometimes you never cut. You are living alone. It's like uh, no one, you have no one to, to say, okay, it's late now. So you close your laptop and stop it now. So yes, I have to learn to be more organized. It is hard, isn't it? I think it's part of what we do as well. And it's okay if you want to work because you seem to be a night owl, right? You like working in the evening. And I think just 
just embrace it. Like when people worry about it, I know you're not, but I've heard people worry about it. And I'm like, if you're passionate about it and you want to spend your evening drawing, just go for it. You know, what else are you going to do? Watch TV? You know, it's fine. Just draw and do your thing. I like the freedom of working from home. It's lovely that you can have your little rhythm going on. And is there anything you do or love to do that's not working? Because I can tell you love working and you do a lot of that. But what else do you do? I do sports, cooking. I have my cat. <laughs> I play with my cat a lot. <laughs> what um, do you like cooking? What's your favorite thing to cook? I, lo- I, I am learning cooking. I love it, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good cook. But yes, I like Asian food. So I yes, I try to do this type of recipe. I like also sweet things. So you know, baking, cookies, mm. baking. It's nice that you're doing all these other things, especially the cooking. Yes, I also love movies. So I watch a series and movies also. And like I said, sewing, beading, this type of thing. I was curious and... I think it could be interesting to talk about the more like the struggles that you might have had in your creative career. What have you found hard along the way so far? Um, Many things. <laughs> I come from a long way. Like I said before, maybe perfection, you know, the this thing like oh, my work isn't good enough or you know, this type of thought you can have. The imposter syndrome, also the ability to set price and good rates for what you do and being sure of your value. So it took me very long time to, to set my price. Didn't and having an agent help though, you know, with the setting the price and stuff? It took time, but it helps because uh, seeing how they set budget for different projects, you know, you keep that in mind. And now I know what type of project and what type of, of price to put uh, on different projects and what's the value, you know, with uh, all the, the parameters you have, the, the right of use, the right of production, the time, uh, also all the platform they want to use the illustration, uh, you know, all these things. When you start, you don't know, you don't know this thing and you don't think you have to price this part because there is the drawing, but also there is the, the marketing or the commercial the marketing. Yeah. Part. Yeah, that's important. So I learned that. And today, I think I will be able to set proper price, the right price for a project. But yes, at the beginning, I very struggled with that. Actually, you're making me think about having agents. What has it been like? Formative and informative. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, you know, it's nice. Uh, Now, you know, I have two different uh, house and agent. And it's like, it's useful at the very beginning when you start. Honestly, uh, if you start from scratch, like me, uh, you know, no one in the industry, uh, you know, nothing also. So it's nice. But today, and we talk about this together, mm-hmm. I think I would be more good at selling my work and myself and my value, etc. So it's, I think it's a matter of being out of my comfort zone. <laughs> you know, it's it's helpful because you have some sort of backup with the client and they do the mediation between you and the client. And so you can focus on your art and on your creating things. But there is the commission part. So today for me, like I told you last time, I realized recently that 50% of what I earn go to both of my agents. So that is a lot. It's, 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 it's 
it's a hard choice, um, but it's comfortable. I would say it's very comfortable to have an agent. And after you have to learn, build some sort of communication, confidence, and it should be, I say should because it's not always the case, but it should be like a collaborative relationship with them. Yeah, it's a good one to think about because a lot of illustrators think having an agent is like the ultimate thing. And, you know, obviously I had the agent that used to have one of them and mm -hmm. it was lovely and I love them. There's no bad blood, like it's, we're all good. But for a lot of different reasons and like for Mimi coming up, loads of things, I need it to be on my own. Personally, found it lovely to have someone you could complain. Like it was, like you said, the collaborative thing. I had it, I think, and it, it was lovely getting to, you know, talk about things and be like, oh, that person reached out. What do you think? Like it was so lovely. You know, you were talking about being on our own a lot and being with our thoughts and our stuff and bringing of the imposter syndrome and blah and that mm -hmm. and having someone that's there they'll be like no that's amazing and oh that they reached out and oh, should we do that much and you know I thought that was really fun the whole communication thing that you can't really have with other people um but yeah I, I, I also think it's dependent on your personality if you are someone that needs guidelines Uh, that need to feel secure and things like this. I think it's good to have an agent to lie or rely on it. But I, with air quotes, yes, <laughs> because it's it's not uh, black or white. And if you are the type of personality like more free, free-minded, uh, more confident, you don't need. But like you said, it is formative, and you you learn. It's nice for anyone that is kind of inclined to want an agent. I was say go for it try it like if you can like try to get one and see how it feels but also I feel like all agents and agencies are different yes. so you'd have to to just see what works for you like you said I was wondering what do you wish you had known about the work you're doing now before you started maybe the you know the part where you have to set goals at the very beginning when I start I was just happy to have jobs <laughs> you know <laughs> I haven't set any goals in my mind but today it's different it's cool to have a vision and goals keeps you motivated it keeps you you know focused it doesn't have to be huge goals you know but uh, at the beginning if I had known that uh, maybe first step uh, you need to get there and then when you get there you need to get there working not being apart and wanting to do everything liking everything and watching everything and also maybe knowing that it's a lonely path <laughs> sometimes it can be hard sometimes you know to make choice and asking yourself if you're doing the right choice you just made me think of something that I struggle with which is you know how when you start you think oh well I remember when I got my first job um illustrating a book and I got paid a crazy small amount for the amount of work that I did but I was mm -hmm. so excited I was I think it was 2,000 pounds for a whole book of like I mean I, I think I overdid the work as in I did way too much they didn't even ask for it but anyway it was like loads of patterns and stuff and I was so excited so happy it was the best thing ever <laughs> And then, you know, you get more and more jobs and you get to a point where you're like, no, I want, this is not good enough. I want this. And, you know, it's the same thing we have in life. But do you have it as well where if the old me, like eight years ago me, or even like the 15-year-old me, so what I'm doing now, I'd be like, whoa, man, you're doing all this? But yes. me, as you know, now, I'm like, oh, why am I not doing this? Why? This is not good enough. You know, I feel like creative people are never satisfied. Do you feel this way? I do. <laughs> 
it's never enough you know even when you reach some goals you want more I feel like you know I'm lucky because I've been working since the beginning but I keep thinking that I haven't got the dream commission or the dream job I don't know why because I had very cool project and, and clients maybe it's because I didn't get them by my own I think it's also part the way that we are and everybody I mean I think a lot of people are like this it keeps us going in a way as well you know I feel like it keeps us maybe getting better and, and it it's not great for mental health but for our skills and or or art is probably good because we keep on being you know we're never satisfied so we're always trying to get better and we're like no this this is not good enough and if I want to get this job I'm gonna keep doing the same illustration over and over I don't know but you know so yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah oh dear what are we gonna do we're just <laughs> poor little illustrators us what no, are we yeah. gonna do <laughs> Okay, so you talked about goals. I want to know, I'm very curious to know some of your goals or and or dreams for the next, I guess, month, years. Mm, it's a hard question. I used to say I, I always dream to have my own brand. But, you know, I, I study uh, fashion, uh, marketing and, um, and communication. And doing that, I realized that it's something huge, you know, it's, it's not, you don't have only the artistic part and the vision part but there is also the you know the most strategic part you have a you need to have a commercial vision something like this so one of my goals which is still a dream is to have my brand uh, based on what I draw and going more on textile project than uh, what I do now I don't know how to do it instead doing it by myself you know mm. do you mean if do you want to do it like a fashion brand or do you mean a design Not really. um, I am fascinated by some parkour I would say <laughs> I don't have the English for this uh, people like Elie Chalmant or Mathilde Cabana it's not that I would like to do exactly the same I'm just talking about the journey they have because they start as illustrator and then now, now they have their, their own uh, brand. They keep drawing, but for collaboration, for product, for textile, for kids, for women, for, you know, this type of, uh, of project. So you need to start doing more... Uh patterns then in surface design yes but i didn't study surface design so uh, you don't need to have studied it you just i, you did. Just do I it. did i learned pattern in 3d but i don't know maybe i'm scared to do this and not being uh, as good as i think <laughs> but then i feel like i completely get that but also you got to start somewhere i mean you'll always be crap when you're starting something right if you're scared and that's probably a good thing it means you know you feel passionate about it but you just need to start and keep doing it and ignore that you're not happy with it because it'll probably make you better and eventually one day you'll be like actually that's starting to look like something I like but it'll probably be day 100 you know when I started in two, so I started officially in 2014 but I've been drawing before that at the beginning you, you've told me that I would have what I have today this website all this project uh, all these images I created since yes I wouldn't believe it so maybe I should set my mind on this, you know, on this image and start today. I love de developing new projects, but I'm conscious that, you know, there is two hats. You have the creative part and you have the selling part and the marketing part and all these things I like, but not as much as uh, having an idea and creating this. But also when it's come to life, it's enjoyable also. So this is why I'm doing it. Even if I know the marketing part is hard for me, 
<laughs> to do it every day, all the time. Uh, I try to play the, the game, but, you know. <laughs> mm, I know. It's, it's not, a struggle. Yeah, it is. It is not the nicest part about what we do. But yeah, I do think you should just, you should just start. I'm lying about the pattern because I have pattern in my laptop. I have a, a folder full of ID and pattern. I also have a few samples of scarves I've made. I know that it's, you know, the marketing part, the selling part is not following. I will be sad and I will be like, oh, I did all this work for nothing. But then so, you've done all the work and it's and in there. <laughs> Keep it until it's. I don't know why I keep it in the closet like this, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's always scary trying new things, and I think it's also part of it to sometimes fail. And sometimes you think something is amazing and nobody reacts nicely to it, or you know, or nobody there's no reaction, which is probably the worst. And sometimes you do something that you think isn't great, and everybody loves it, and it doesn't make sense. So at the end of the day, I guess you need to be the sole judge of what you like. But I know there's always the marketing side and. Um, the business side of actually selling things but that's a whole other thing and we need to just hire people to sell stuff for us I think that's what we need to do it shouldn't be our job you know <laughs> yes and also there's you know time for everything so if it's not now it's not now and trust the timing <laughs> yeah definitely trust the timing of everything and I think it's the same what you're saying for your dream of having a brand and doing the kind of collaborations you've got in mind you're building towards it like every day when you you know you show up and and you work you're building it don't have to have done a crazy 10-year plan or five-year plan you know I think every day by showing up you're doing yes, it I, I like to think it's like little seed that you put and then one day it's like a into, yeah, <laughs> something and you know but I have this example in my past so I believe it's the way I should envision this <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you want to know more about Mimi, then head out to mimiforcreatives.com and make sure to check the show notes for more details about our guest. I'll see you soon.